0: Welcome to another edition of Higher Ground. Hello, I'm Ken Robinson. Glad you could be with us today. Our program is a service of the Akron Area Association of Churches and the Akron Area Interfaith Council. Today we're gonna talk about a a topic that I don't believe we've ever touched on this show before, we're going to talk about radio, specifically black radio. My guest in the studio today is the program director of WBXT AM 900 in Canton, also serving the Akron area, Harry Boomer.
1: Glad you could be with us on Higher Ground today. Ken, thank you for the opportunity to share with you and the audience uh, what WBXT is and to have the opportunity to talk more about black radio. I think it is an important element in the community and we all need to understand what its purpose is and how we can better serve the community as a radio station and radio and medium in general. Mm
0: -hmm. Now, WBXT is the only black-owned, black-formatted radio station in the Akron-Canton area.
1: We're very proud of the fact. uh, And it was kind of astonishing to me when the now-present owners of WBXT told me that Uh, when they told me about the geographical area of Akron and Canton and the numbers of black people that uh, live in the area, uh, that there was not a radio station serving the need and interest of uh, that many people. But we were very happy. Uh, that there was not because it gave us an opportunity to move in and serve the needs and interest and to entertain the community. So we're very happy to be here to fill that void. Mm-hmm. Now,
0: WBXT is is almost two years old. He went on the air
1: uh, almost two years ago. March of 88. Mm-hmm. Uh, WBXT is owned by? Midwest General Telecommunications. Mm-hmm. It is a company that is headquartered in Maryland. The owner, the predominant owner, the one that has the most interest, equity interest in the station, is an Akronite, former Akronite, born and raised here, Mm -hmm. and uh, he's a lawyer practicing in the Washington, D.C. area. Mm -hmm. He and a doctor out of uh, Alabama are the uh, current owners of WBXT. Mm -hmm. So it all comes home. Yeah, (laughs) that's one of the things, I guess he grew up here and realized that there had not been any real effort made toward the community, Mm -hmm. and he wanted to, whenever the opportunity presented itself, to address that need. Mm -hmm. So when the opportunity came up, uh, he searched uh, many areas of the country, happenstance almost, Mm -hmm. uh, that he found it was right in his own former backyard, and he moved on it and uh, acquired the station. Mm
0: -hmm. Now, out of the the 10,000 AM and FM stations on the air throughout the United States, only a a tiny handful are uh, black-owned and operated. Are there uh, a lot of obstacles to ownership or or have minorities uh, looked at uh, uh, opportunities in ownership? Why why are
1: there such few black owned and operated radio stations? I think there are are probably several reasons. One is that it is a very uh, expensive proposition. Mm -hmm. It costs a lot of money. Mm -hmm. It is a very technical, time-consuming effort. You know, you have to get FCC approval. There are lots of things that one has to do in order to acquire a radio station, be it AM or FM, TV, whatever. And then there is uh, the perceived need in the past, and fortunately it is changing, that uh, the African-American community can be served by general market radio stations. And then I think uh, the 60s sort of brought along the idea that there is a viable market, 1986 or so, the African-American community nationwide uh, made $250 billion. That's a huge chunk of money that advertisers want to go after. Mm -hmm. It is also a way that people who want to buy radio stations and format them, uh, black or urban, uh, as they're now called, then they see that there's some money there. And then there's always that I want to serve the need of the people. There's news that is indigenous to the community that uh, needs to be talked about, issues that need to be covered, a- affairs that need to be talked about, access to being able to address one's First Amendment rights. So those are some of the motivators, I believe. But uh, getting back more specifically to the question, the, o- the obstacles are beginning to fall. DFCC has addressed some of those uh, obstacles uh, by law. So it's it's becoming easier, fortunately. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we'll see uh, more stations popping up around the country. I hope so. One day I hope to own a couple.
0: <laughs> Alright. Now, you're program director of WBXT. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people, when they read the, uh, the entertainment news in a newspaper, they, they, they see the title
1: program director. What exactly does a program director do? Well, that's an interesting question, and and I do a lot of different things, but I'll give you more specifically what a program director uh, normally does. I sort of cover a broader spectrum than most. Um, A program director is one who helps to decide and sets the tone and direction of a radio station. It is like anything else that you, you decide what it is you want to do, and then you set up a methodology as to how to go about doing it. A program director determines what audience, what gender, what age, Uh, that they want to go after. Mm -hmm. Then you set up specific programming to attract, retain and maintain that audience. Now at WBXT, we're shooting for basically the 25 to 59 year old, male, female. We skew down for the 18 year old, as far down as that. Uh, We have a basic mixture of almost everything in the music spectrum in terms of programming for the radio station because we are in a small town and we're the only Baby in town, so we can, in effect, do more things musically than if we had two or three competitors. Mm-hmm. So a program director determines, helps to set the tone, and then directs personnel, either trains, oversees the personnel, make sure they're doing the things right, like following the music rotation, or uh, saying the one-liners, or promoting the proper lines, uh, just following the direction to accomplish the overall objective of what a radio station has been determined uh, to do. Mm-hmm. Let's talk a little bit
0: about WBXT's format. Now, I, I've heard a, a little bit of everything in your musical mix. I've heard uh, urban, uh, gospel, jazz. Uh, what is your basic overall format? And, and, and you, I, w- I would understand that you're, you're trying to appeal to a, a mature uh, African-American audience. Is mm-hmm. that the basic thrust? That
1: is. Uh, we do about we play the contemporary hits most, mm-hmm. probably a four-to-one ratio to any other kind of music we play, but it is important because uh, it is, in effect, what is happening now musically, mm-hmm. and you always want to be current unless you're going to be an oldie station. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we we mix that up with, as you mentioned, some gospel. We believe that uh, gospel music has a huge following. Gospel radio stations are doing well around the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, the African-American community's heritage is rooted in the church, and so we have a natural link and tie there. So we try and use that to our advantage in serving the need of the listener. And then there is another, another indigenous music form uh, to African-Americans that is jazz. So we, we know that uh, some of the older demographic like to get into some jazz, so we play that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do a special feature every Monday through Friday, really Monday through Thursday, uh, from 12 to 1, we play jazz uh, for a whole hour. Mm -hmm. And that's really kind of nice. People really, during their lunch hour, can enjoy the music, relaxing. They can converse about what's happening in the news or what's happening in the office and have a good time. And then we get into the oldies. You know, we want to, you know, there's always that mentality about reminiscing, walking down memory lane, uh, remembering that song that uh, brought you back to where you were years ago when you met your your wife your husband when you had a good time in college or when you were doing whatever it is that sticks out in your mind that old song tends to bring that back and we see people uh, saying to us almost on a daily basis we really love the old music you guys are playing that was the number one comment uh, initially we love the old music you guys are playing
0: well that's one thing i notice about a, a lot of urban stations once uh, they'll stick with the current rotation they'll play the, the hits that are hot at that time but once it's gone once it's off the charts you never hear that song
1: again and i think that's a tragedy because Good music is good music. I like to listen to what's happening now. I like to listen to what uh, can take me back a few years, and, and I can smile. It's so funny when a song comes on that someone Loves that you're around, and they—it's a really fun memory. You can see their faces light up, and they go, "Oh man, I was," you know. <laughs> and it's one of those things, you know. You were really into it at that point, mm-hmm. and you can—you you get a, a glimpse at who they were, mm-hmm. and what motivated them, what made them happy, and they start talking about experiencing it, experiences that they had, and I think that's very important to be able to touch that chord in a listener. Uh, It brings back sometimes a happier time, sometimes a sadder time, but, you know, we don't determine that. Uh, Mm -hmm. Times and people do. But I think it's important that we play uh, music, whether it's old or new, because it is a part of a history. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's kind of important because people want to hear it. As a radio station, we are there to serve the need, the interests of the public, and to entertain them as well. Mm -hmm. Speaking of the, the needs and interests of the public, What about public affairs programming?
0: Uh, The African-American community in in Akron and Canton is in in dire need of information, news, uh, what's going on in the world, what what affects me. How does that fit on WBXT?
1: WBXT, and and I don't want to sound like I'm stroking our own company, but we came with an uncommon commitment to public affairs and news programming. We do four or five newscasts in the morning drive. We do a news block from 11.50 till 12.05 at noon. We do afternoon newscasts. We get from the Sheridan Broadcasting Network, the Associated Press, and then we do local news. And then in the afternoons, Monday through Friday from 6 p.m. until 7, a prime listening time, drive time, we get away from the entertainment entity of the radio station and get into information and education. There's a program that we call the Daily Drum, And that goes back to the African American and the African heritage of the drum being the earliest form of communication. And we use that theme, the Daily Drum, as a way to talk about the issues of the day. For example, on Mondays we talk sports. It's a big sports day, so we have a host talking sports. Tuesday through Friday we cover specific issues. On Tuesdays we talk politics and civics. And on Wednesdays, we have sort of an open forum. We can talk about anything people want to talk about. Maybe something specific is happening, we'll talk about that. Maybe nothing in specific really is happening, so we'll just open up the phones and and talk about whatever is on people's minds. Mm -hmm. And then on Thursdays, understanding the need for entrepreneurship and understanding that it's not always best just to have a job, but to be able to provide a job someday, we like to talk about business and entrepreneurship and consumer affairs issues. And on Fridays we do what is called News Wrap. And we like to say it's the only rap you'll hear on WBXT (laughs) where we talk about whatever has gone on during that week in the news, whatever may be coming up uh, soon in the news. And uh, we do a 15-minute news block from 6 to 6.15, and the next 45 minutes is called the focus segment, where we focus in on any one of those given areas and try to discuss it, oftentimes with the host, and I host that sometimes in the evening, most times in the evening, Tuesday through Friday. And we have guests in. And on occasion, we will have a guest host. We're, in effect, training some people from the community who have an interest, who have the knowledge, who have the credibility to do some of those programs. Mm-hmm. So we're reaching out in, in all those areas.
0: Now, I, I worked in black radio myself for an, a number of years, and, and I was always told by, by uh, top management that, that uh, minorities would not sit still for, for talk and news programming on a radio station that they would tune away to
1: hear music instead because they don't want to hear talk. Is that a myth? Definitely. And I'm glad to say in a definitive way that it is a myth. I think that there is a more sophisticated African-American community, a better educated one, one who understands that whatever affects him is not just in the neighborhood but in the world. The world is a neighborhood now because of television, and radio, newspaper, magazine. Uh, we understand increasingly how important it is to know what's happening, that just because the word black is not attached to it does not mean that it is not relevant to us. Mm-hmm. If something is happening in New York, if something is happening in Florida, if it's happening on the, w- on the West Coast, we need to be aware of that, because it is part and parcel of a picture that we have to understand if we're going to be informed. I can tell you can't make a good decision with bad information. Mm-hmm. Or with no information. I believe the African American community is increasingly moving toward that particular mentality. And I think that our station and the Daily Drum is evidence of that, that people do appreciate. We get phone calls on a regular basis during our programming. Some days, people don't call because they tell me after the program. Oftentimes, I get more calls after the program than during the program. And people are saying, well, we were just sitting back listening. Mm-hmm. We didn't want to interrupt you know, what you were saying, what your guest was saying. was just so interesting and important. We didn't want to interrupt. I said, please, interrupt me. Call. Um, but I get lots of phone calls after, and when I'm in the community, I, there's not a day that goes by that I'm out in the community that somebody didn't pull me aside and says, Harry, I heard you yesterday. That was an interesting topic. I said, well, call me. It's okay, I will. Mm-hmm. And, and they do. So, yes, definitely. They do want to hear it. I'm glad to know that that stereotype or the myth or whatever it is, is a dead and dying breed. Okay.
0: We're going to take a little break, and then we're going to return to our discussion about black radio with Harry Boomer, Program Director of WBXT AM 900 in Canton, Akron. And uh, we hope you'll stay tuned right here for the rest of Higher Ground. My name is Lloyd O'Keefe. The Akron Area Association of Churches has been the ecumenical witness to Jesus Christ in the greater Akron area since 1947. We welcome all churches in the area to become a member of the Akron Area Association of Churches. Our motto is, honoring diversity, serving in unity. This unity we seek in Jesus Christ is our opportunity to work together towards that end. If you want to join the A C, please call us at 535-3112 or write us at the Akron Area Association of Churches, 750 Work Drive, Akron, Ohio, 44320. Thank you. Welcome back to the second half of Higher Ground. I'm Ken Robinson. By the way, if you have any questions or comments about the shows that we're doing here, if you have any suggestions for topics, you can write us at the Akron Area Association of Churches. We'll be glad to get uh, that kind of information from you. Now, let's return to our discussion uh, regarding Black Radio with Harry Boomer, Program Director of WBXT AM in Canton, serving the Akron area as well the uh, only black owned and black formatted station in the akron canton area uh you're competing with a, a station in cleveland a big fm station that i'm sure everybody knows that i <laughs> have to mention <laughs> but uh, they cover a, a, a broad area cleveland akron canton they're playing non-stop music on fm all day long is it a, is it a Big battle is it is it difficult competing with an out of town station? It's an FM station, a stereo station. It's, it's playing a lot of music and not
1: really doing uh, very very much public affairs. It is not very difficult to to program against and compete against uh, the radio station WZAK. I don't mind saying who <laughs> it is. Uh, they know who they are. We know who they are. You know our listeners are, have made the decision uh, to turn to us. So obviously they you know they know what the deal is. We don't uh, really factor their presence very much into what we do at all because of exactly what you mentioned, non-stop music. Uh, They provide a service. I'm not going to knock them for that. If people want that, fine. If they want what we offer, we hope they will turn to us, stay tuned and get what they want. No radio station is going to hold on to a listener 24 hours a day. We know there's going to be some vacillation between the two stations, between the two dial positions and the two bands. That's just the way it is. What we try and do is, as best we can, ascertain the needs, interest, entertainment interests of the community and serve them, uh, irregardless of the presence of uh, WZAK. Uh, they do a fine job of what they do. We tend to think that we need in the African-American community, a radio station that is going to be more full service, Mm -hmm. one that is not only going to entertain but educate, one who is going to bring your attention to what's happening in the community, give you an opportunity to voice your First Amendment rights. And that's especially important uh, in light of what happened in Tiananmen Square just recently in China, Mm -hmm. where people who wanted to have a way of government where they would help to determine what happens to them uh, were killed, crushed by the government. Uh, We hope that will never happen in America. There are no guarantees. One of the best ways to help ensure it not happening is to have a way to voice your opinion, to reach the other people in the community, and to reach elected officials. Every first Tuesday of the month, we have the pleasure and honor of interviewing the mayor of Canton it is a regular time he comes on to tell us what's happening in the city of Canton or for us to tell him what is happening or is not happening it is the direct access of the uh, of his electorate to get to him mm-hmm. to say we're pleased or we're displeased mm-hmm. i think that's important so we try and as best we can uh, ascertain those needs and serve those needs uh, and we're not really concerned about other competition. If there were more radio stations in town chipping away at our audience, we'd probably be a little more concerned. Uh, we also think that our competition, if you want to call it that, is not going for the audience we're going for. Mm-hmm. So there is enough in, out there, uh, the pie is big enough for both of us to be successful and to do whatever it is that we program the radio stations to do.
0: Now, do you think the audience can can tell the difference between uh, a black formatted station that is not black owned and a black formatted
1: station that is black owned like WBXT or does it make a difference? It makes a difference and I can tell you why. If I were to work for the station in Cleveland, half the things I say and do I couldn't say and do. I wouldn't feel comfortable saying saying it and doing it because I would be afraid that my job would no longer be there. I'm not saying that I'm radical. I'm saying that I say what's on my mind. I say what I believe. I say what I believe needs to be said. We also afford the opportunity to the listener and our guests to say what it is they want to say. Oftentimes, it is not something that everybody wants to hear. Mm -hmm. Some people can call up and complain. That's fine. They can do it on the air if they like. Don't have a problem with that. But I believe I feel more comfortable simply because I know the owners, their mentality is pretty much where mine is. Mm -hmm say what's on your mind, don't libel the station, don't slander anybody, you know, use journalism integrity, but tell the truth the way it should be told. Don't bite your tongue necessarily. There's so much that needs to be said, so much of an educational process that Africa-America has to go through. Mm -hmm. No matter how far we've come, there's still a long ways to go. Mm -hmm. In about 10 years and a few months, we're going to be in the 21st century, and unfortunately, we are not prepared as a community, the African-American community. And honestly, we're not prepared as a nation, America, to move into the 21st century. Mm-hmm. If Africa america is not where it should be in 10 years, we're going to be locked out, left out, disenfranchised for another century. Mm-hmm. We can't afford that. Mm-hmm. Therefore, a radio station such as WBXT has the responsibility to say that and bring people in who are gonna say, this is what you need to do, mm-hmm. and this is how you do it, this is the timetable, now get busy. Mm-hmm. In your estimation,
0: is black radio around the country living up to uh, it, it, its uh, responsibility to the community in light of all the, the serious problems that are facing um, African Americans around the country, uh, the teen pregnancy, drugs,
1: uh, education, the, the whole gamut? I tend to think that some are trying, some don't care. Uh, And I say that because I've worked at at, at several radio stations in the Washington, D.C. area where I came from prior to coming to Canton and some around in other places in the country. Some really care about what's happening. Some only care about the bottom line. Radio to the listener is entertainment. Radio to the business owner is a business. Mm -hmm. So the bottom line oftentimes prevails. That's unfortunate. We understand you have to make money to be in business, and and we have no qualms with that. But there's got to be a a level playing ground where you can pit equality and dollar issues and the dollar or whatever and be able to come out with everybody winning. Mm -hmm. So I think that some radio stations really try with public affairs programming, with news broadcast with people that are actively involved in the community. Part of the requirement as being an employee of WBXT is that you cannot sit in that booth, do your show, do your production after, and go home. (laughs) You have to go out in the community and be a part of what's happening. Mm -hmm. You can't just go in, go to work, and go home. It's a total involvement kind of thing. And other stations are doing that, too. However, on the other side, there are stations that will bury their public affairs programming in the a.m. hours, Saturday night, Sunday morning, early Sunday morning when the world's asleep. And uh, then on paper, when they turn it into the FCC or there's a community question, they say, well, look, we program X number of hours and it's on the air. If you're not up at three o'clock in the morning, tough. Well, that's unfortunate. Uh, we can't afford that kind of lackadaisical attitude when it comes to information and education and serving the needs and interest. Uh, we know people are more prone to listen to entertainment than they are to become educated about the issues in the community. But that's where we come in as a, an important factor. We have to help them understand that, yes, we want to play the hits, but the hits are not going to help you solve that problem on the job if there's racism on the job, that song by Michael Jackson is not going to help. You need to know the NWCP exists, the SCLC and other organizations, the Urban League. You need to know where to go, who to talk to, what to do to address your issues. And oftentimes, that's not happening. Uh, it is the jukebox mentality, unfortunately. And I think that more and more stations are beginning to realize uh, that there is that need and are beginning to change. And fortunately, you'll see uh, uh, that change in an expeditious fashion. Let's talk a little bit about careers in broadcasting. We're
0: we're taping at Akron U today. Uh, We're utilizing uh, some of Akron U's finest uh, in studio here as technicians. Uh, The communication school at Akron U is very big, and they're going to turn out tons of communication graduates, as is Kent State, Cleveland State, and who knows who else. Where are the jobs? Are there jobs uh, in broadcasting that that people can get into with the competition so so tight?
1: You mentioned that there are 10,000 radio stations on the air uh, in America. We're close to probably 1,500 TV stations. The FCC has just licensed uh, hundreds more low-power TV stations. There are jobs, but you're going to have to compete for them. And anything worth having is worth competing for and worth being competent to be able to do. So, yeah, there are jobs. If you want it, you're going to have to work hard. Anything out there. If you want to go to the top of your profession in anything, it's going to take dedication, commitment, understanding, and just doing the job. Uh, I believe that it is essential that, uh, especially in the African-American community, we get more and more of us in the, in the broadcast medium. Uh, and also, just in media, period. Because uh, the pen is mightier than the sword. What is written about the community, what is said on radio and TV, what is shown impacts on everybody's attitude about what's happening in the world. Mm -hmm. And unless we have a way of helping to determine how we're seen, how we're being portrayed, what is happening, uh, people who don't have our best interests at heart, either as Americans or as African Americans, will always be telling the story. Mm -hmm. We need to know the other story, the untold story. And, And that is not to say we should flood the communication schools with people With the mentality to come out and just be radical and just say, well, I'm black and this is what I want to say and that's all that matters. Mm -hmm. It's not. I think that it's important that we factor that into it in a credible fashion, Mm -hmm. but also to help cover the stories, Tiananmen Square, whatever's happening uh, around the world uh, from our perspective as well you know, uh, we have been major contributors in America and the world. Mm -hmm. I think that we need to contribute in terms of what is said, what is read, and what is seen equally. Very briefly, um,
0: discrimination exists in in broadcasting. It was pointed out in the Akron Beacon Journal that there are no uh, black DJs on any of the uh, white stations, white formatted stations in the Akron area. Is discrimination uh, a major uh, obstacle to minorities
1: in broadcasting? It is, as it has always been, a major obstacle. However, I see racism and discrimination not as the stumbling block, but rather the stepping stone. It has always existed. My being African-American has been a blessing, and in some ways it has been a curse. What I've got to do is to be totally prepared to do the job that is required. Knock on the doors, let people know that I'm capable of doing the job, and hopefully if there is a humane program director, general manager, or whatever who wants to serve the need and interest of his radio station, that they will say, this man is qualified, give him a job. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so organizations like the NAACP, the SCLC, the Urban League, and other community organizations have to, when that kind of thing happens, when there are no African-Americans on radio in a city as big as Akron, to say, what's the problem? Why are there not people who are qualified They are on the radio station, not just secretaries, secretaries or whatever. Mm -hmm. Why are there not people in those important positions? Mm -hmm. And to hold the owner's foot to the fire, because, again, in this country, we spend $250 billion a year. That's a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Sure is. Well, I want to thank you for dropping by our uh, higher ground studios today
0: to talk about uh, black radio. And I believe uh, a lot of uh,
1: communication students out there are going to find your... your, uh, inspiring. Well, thank you. I'd just like to very briefly encourage uh, all the students to get into the industry, learn it, do it well, and uh, keep on pushing to higher ground. I really appreciate the name of the program. It brings back to memory a song by Stevie Wonder called Higher Ground, a very positive message, and I appreciate the fact that you are here doing the job that you're doing, and I appreciate the opportunity to come talk about WBXT in particular and about black radio in general. Thank you, Ken. Thank you, my pleasure. Thank you for
0: dropping by. We've been talking to Harry Boomer, program director of WBXT, 900 AM. Located in Canton, serving the Akron area as well. Maybe you'd like to tune in and sample the programming. I'm Ken Robinson, thanking you for watching Higher Ground. See you next time. Take care.